Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights, here with a recap episode. First one that's uh, covering 25. I used to do 20. Uh, stretch it out to 25 now. So this covers episodes 599 up through 623. First, thanks, sponsors, with me consistently from the beginning. Appreciate that. Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, CompC.com, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Heritage Auctions, Hugs and Scott Auctions, Panini, Upper Deck, and Tops. All that is in no particular order. I know I say them in different orders, but appreciate all of them. Five ninety nine. Actually, there's two episodes in there. I think uh, maybe three with Torstens in Germany. Torsten Bauer. Five ninety nine. We talked about the Gini coefficient, which you read about it in economics. It applies to countries, and surprisingly or unsurprisingly, it does apply to cards too. In a sense that uh, all cards are not equal, and there's some that get extremely expensive, and some that are extremely cheap, just like the uh, distribution of wealth. In every country, there's a spread. The Gini coefficient, I think, is what uh, Torsten and I both stumbled onto kind of at the same time. And we had an email chat, and I said, let's just do an episode. But the better one, I think, is the Pareto principle. If, if you don't follow up on the Gini coefficient, I don't have a big problem with that. But every listener really ought to look up the Pareto principle, P-A-R-E-T-O, the 80-20 rule. It applies to a, even more stuff, I think. I was realizing in all my mortality episodes, I don't know that I've really emphasized that regardless of your collection, it's pretty close to being not an absolute, but a guideline would be that you're going to get 80% of your value from 20% of your cards. Unless you have one of these collections that are very selective and you just have a handful of cards, maybe they're all going to be valued. The distribution of the pricing and the value suggests that the Pareto principle, which is 612, is very applicable. I would encourage you to read out. Okay, 600, back to on number order 600 was the the uh, podcast recap 601 was e-words with rich already just not just entertain and educate for podcasts and for other things in the hobby there 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 needs to be enthusiasm i've mentioned efficiency and then john newman's favorite word of empathy i think some of the people that have empathy in this industry do really well and just have a warmth that makes people want to make deals with them and enjoy doing business with them Everybody should aspire to that. 602 was interview with Jesse Craig, PWCC, and this goes for the episode later. I, I continued the interview. It was a little bit longer than I thought, so I broke it into two parts. But Jesse been there a long time with the, the, the Higgins, but he's a spokesperson now, I think. So I enjoyed uh, hearing his side of the story. 603 and then uh, 610, both were the two parts of the post-serial episode with Robin Pauls. Again, I, I enjoy the episodes. I hope you do too when we dig deep on a certain set. I was somewhat of a generalist, although I don't think I was a master of none, but I was a generalist for the most part and uh, looking at uh, all these sets and so many things. But uh, what I tried to have and what made it uh, really enjoyable for me with Robin Pauls was I don't just have a reading knowledge of a lot of these sets. I may not be as expert as Robin is, but I have a lot of hands-on knowledge from back when the cards came out and and shortly thereafter. But I'm not going to call myself an expert when I'm talking to Robin, who literally wrote the book on that, and hats off to him for that. 604 was the dueling questions with Jacob Burris, the precocious 13-and-a-half-year-old that does sports cards second. Had a couple of interactions with him over the last month. A sharp young man. I like that. 605 was the voluntary self-regulation with Jason Granite, Wall Streeter. What I didn't uh, bring into that episode, which I've thought later now, is that this regulation that Jason has some concern about in I do too, if it comes from the feds, I've never linked that to whether or not Fanatics goes public or not. But I think if Fanatics goes public, I think it's going to bring a lot more scrutiny, in a, much of it in a good way, to our industry 
but it may be that there'd be some self-regulation that comes along with that. And anyway, if Fanatics is able to double the number of uh, collectors out there, it could get more interest from people that are regulators. 606 was the outtakes with my friend Brad Bethune, uh, his card time show. That was good. Again, when it's outtakes, go to the original source. So go check out Brad on his uh, YouTube channel. 607, interview with Jeremy Allen. Certainly there is a jack of all trades. You just have to listen to the episode to hear all the different things that Jeremy's doing. And so many of his quote unquote bosses were at the show when I asked him to take some time out to talk to me. So very uh, enthusiastic guy to use that E-word. 608 was the outtakes on another part of my afternoon I spent with Mike Moynihan over at his house. Not the whole afternoon, but he turned on the video. And again, go to YouTube for his uh, Baseball Collector channel for the the video. And then he also podcasts with the Golden Age of Cardboard. Let, Let me go on to 614, skipping ahead. The last part of it with Mike Moynihan was what I called outtakes because it's his show. And we talked about Pete Rose and Barry Bonds. When you talk about vintage baseball, especially, which Mike loves to talk about, and I do too, it's so enmeshed with the sports. And we always think, what could happen. They can't do anything wrong. They've finished their careers. Something can happen. And in the case of uh, Rose and Bonds, what happened to Rose after he played, when he was a manager, he got into problems. Bonds and Clemens and some of those guys have not gained greater favor after their careers. They could get in the Hall of Fame. And that's something that, again, all these people that talk about the bump from getting in the Hall of Fame, that bump mainly comes from people that you weren't sure were going to get in the Hall of Fame. And when they do, it bumps them. Bonds and Rowe, based on their uh, stats, their first ballot. But uh, there are other problems there, obviously. Let's see. uh, 611. And also, there were a couple with uh, Rob Girard, the sports card therapist. If you ever have a therapist that contacts you and said, hey, we need to talk, (laughs) it's not usually a good thing. It means they think you have problems. Except in this case, I think it was not that. It was, he wanted to talk sports cards and uh, that's his handle, I suppose, to be the sports card therapist. So he's an insightful guy. We talked about a range of things. It was good for me. I I think there's some great counselors out there and psychologists and there's a few bad ones. Rob seems to be one of the good ones. So really uh, helping people to uh, be uh, healthier. And I think the hobby can be part of that. I don't know if he prescribes take instead of take two aspirin or or do this therapy, go to a couple of card shows. 612 is the Pareto Principle. It's already talked about that. Again, highly recommended. 613 and 617 were outtakes from Radar, which is Evan Toth's music podcast. And I've been wanting to do this for a long time and he contacted me, but I was thinking about doing that with Rich because uh, Rich and I both enjoy music, baseball cards, you know, sports cards are my first love, but I, a lot of people like music and a lot of people collect and like music. So Evan is one of those. We had a good chat. Again, I thought it was going to be 15 minutes. It wound up being an hour and I've excerpted, outtaked it down to uh, a couple of 12 to 15 minute episodes to be more efficient for my listeners. Let's see. 614 was Mike. We talked about that. And 615, 616, the soccer cards of Torsten Bauer. Again, several episodes with Torsten. I had him on again with somebody's in a different time zone, different part of the world. But his German perspectives from being in Germany are not much different from mine with respect to soccer cards. Soccer is coming on strong. It's here to stay. I'm bullish in the short term and the long term. And so is Torsten. But it was fun to hear his perspective on soccer cards and especially the Panini stickers over the years. 617, already talked about that. 618, security. After that major theft in the LA, it really, it came up in high hotline with John Newman and Rich Klein. And we talked about it and it, it comes up in a future episode as well. I could just 
tell you about that. And 619 was the Thanksgiving episode with Mike Fruitman and Rob Veras. I'm just not always going to do the holidays, but we've got a lot to be thankful for. And anybody listening to the the podcast has a lot to be thankful for that we're alive. Hopefully we're all healthy and we've got a healthy hobby. And Mike and Rob are two of my charter sponsors and they do it right. They've got different approaches to card shops, but both uh, successful and thankful for their collectors that come and visit them and the whole thing. 620 was the outtakes from Sports Card Second, which is Jacob Burris's and he decided to have for his commemorative episode, Brody the Kid and John Newman and myself. So really covering the age span there. And he asked most of the questions. So pretty directive. And I didn't say yes, sir, to him, but I just tried to answer the questions and it was a fun time. 621 is Panini Soccer History, general soccer history. Greg Lansdowne wrote a book about, uh, he's now written two books and uh, digging into uh, soccer and especially Panini. Like I said, I'm doing a little bit more on soccer just because I think some things are going, though. It is the world's most popular sport. And I hope Greg's uh, book does well. You might check it out. I, I guess you can just go you know, Google Greg Lansdowne and, uh, or go to Amazon and uh, and see what you can get there. And then 622 was the five listener questions. Again, I do five, six, seven, whatever comes in. I want to do questions regularly, not necessarily every month or every week. But I, I don't want to let too much grass go. So if you've got questions, go ahead. And then last is the episode entitled Origin for Joel Belfer. But it was just our kind of our get acquainted episode. He's the uh, founder and writer, author of the Mint Condition uh, newsletter, e-newsletter that I get delivered for free. <laughs> so again, you should really consider he's 25 years old, a lot of energy, a lot of uh, enthusiasm and a good researcher. I think uh, the more we unpacked it, you could see why he's uh, a good person for what he's tackled, that he's good at it, and his finance and uh, business background, even in spite of at a young age, he's uh, polishing his skills in doing some of these things. And uh, eventually, he's going to have a full-time job in this industry if he wants one. Keep up the good work, Joel. I'm really enjoying your... It's five minutes per whatever episode. It's like a blog, only a lot shorter and really to the point. So uh, I think he's appreciate the power of editing that you could just do stream of consciousness. On the other hand, you can edit something down to where people can get the important stuff. So thanks for doing it that way, Joel. That's uh, really locking me in as a, as, as a big fan. But again, thank you other fans out there. Check out all these things. Some of them are just me giving you acquaintance with something out there in the industry that's good. So check it out. Enjoy the hobby. And I'll be back again tomorrow with another episode. The man in the house of